This is Purple Radio On Demand. Hello and welcome to the third episode of Game Changers. This time I've got a little bonus episode for you. It's the start of a three-part mini welfare series. This week I'm joined by Rowan and Lara to talk all things LGBT+. So welcome to my guest, Lara and Rowan. We're going to start off with Rowan introducing herself. Um, so if you want to tell us a little about yourself, how you got involved in welfare, um, what you study... Oh, right, yes, so I am a second year at Cuffs. I study natural sciences, maths and computer science. It's hard. Um, (laughs) I am the current LGBT plus rep at Cuffs, um, which is part of our welfare team. Um, I I wasn't really involved with welfare in first year, to be honest, apart from the fact that, you know, welfare really helped me out a few times. Mm. I was aware of their presence in Cuffs. Um, but I really wanted to run as LGBT rep because I, you know, I guess I thought there was a few things that I wanted to change or something I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. I've been involved with the LGBT association, so. Was yeah. that outside of Cuffs? So you had an association and then formed one within Cuffs this year? Uh, yes, so um, the LGBT society is a new thing in Cuffs. Okay. Um, we also have assistant minority reps. So Lara's a new assistant LGBT plus rep, which wasn't instated before. Before we just had an LGBT rep, which sit on the welfare team. Mm-hmm. Um, and as much as I think Cuffs welfare is brilliant and, and LGBT people absolutely need a presence on the welfare team, mm-hmm. um, being LGBT isn't as such just a welfare issue. Yeah. So I sort of kind of tried to make an external kind of yeah. outlet as well. I think me and Laura, we actually touched on that as well before. I was saying from my perspective, I see myself as an ally. Yeah. And as much as I can sympathise with the issues, I can't, I don't have that empathy because I've never gone through it. I've never yeah, experienced yeah, yeah, yeah. it. So what was it that drew you to become a rep within the LGBT? I mean, I didn't really know much about the welfare before like, actually coming here. And it mm-hmm. was like, the consent workshops where I first kind of like saw you and on the team and all uh, so it was quite nice and it was then that they mentioned that there's a position for assistant LGBT rep and obviously having lived in Turkey no- and Northern Ireland mm-hmm. it was very much like I never had a platform like that right, yeah. so having coming here and I was like oh yeah I can be like helpful to people and like no one was helpful to me when I was young mainly because there was no representation mm. so it was just a big thing that I really wanted to get involved with because I just want to represent yeah. people. And in terms of representation did you both of you find it from coming from your background was uni kind of an escapism in terms of it gave you a larger platform to identify as yourself or did you struggle trying to like transition into this I'm able to be whoever I want to be type of thing because I I even think from the point of my perspective coming to uni was difficult in terms of you have so many things bombarding you and you really do question your identity and I think that's probably accentuated by being part of the LGBT community yeah yeah um uh I was out and sort of like um cool before I came to uni Mm. Um, I did a gap year so it was something I sort of um, came to terms with I guess in my gap year rather than before I came to uni Um, I think I don't know I think it's just so different for every person but I guess I recognise and um, try to um, understand that a lot of people discover themselves whilst at university mm-hmm. and I have to be for people who there for people who are questioning mm-hmm. people who might change their what they think their identity is yeah. um, and all sorts of those things while they're at university because obviously like that's so common 
It is, yeah. And then I think we, we, you were touching on it, Lara, about outing. Like, it's a bizarre concept of it. I never have to go through that experience of I have to say to people what my preference is. There is this heteronormative assumption that I'm going to look at you and you're obviously going to fancy the rugby boy because you play hockey type yeah. thing and to kind of break down those barriers is going to be such a tough thing because although it's such an accepting society you even said so yourself the reason you wanted to be in welfare is because of those issues and because there is still presumptions placed on people and I wanted to know Lara coming from obviously it's quite fresh for you how did you work through that that whole out people can sometimes be think they're being kind but be cruel I mean, it's just really odd because obviously, like, for me, I was added in school, in my secondary school. Okay, so it was was before that. Yeah, so it was like one day, everything's completely fine. Like, I just came out to some of my friends and, like, I was like, oh, yeah, everything's going fine. And then a week after, you just come into school and suddenly everyone knows. And then, Mm. obviously, in a school situation, once, like, something like that comes out, and I was one of the first people... I was the first person in my year group to come out so it was very much like it was very taboo and everyone was kind of like mocking it and whatever so Mm. it was quite hard to come Mm. to terms with it although I feel like quite a lot of times now when people like out someone they aren't doing it in a way to be mean Mm. it's almost as if they're like trying to show yeah, yeah but like in a way they're trying to show their support being like oh yeah like oh I have a gay friend it's such and such but that person isn't necessarily out and then it yeah causes like a conflict so i think yeah as well like what would you say the issues because obviously you probably being head you're very aware of like the challenges that people do face what would you say is the main issues that you'd be concerned about and you want to really voice and say oh yeah i I think outing is actually a big issue that people may not think about Mm -hmm. and actually i don't even know if i thought about it before i had my position yeah of which like before maybe i would have you know, even in a conversation with other LGBT people, just mention someone's sexuality and thought nothing of it mm. without thinking if that was something that they wanted me to disclose. Now I've been fully trained, I'm well aware that people like need to come out in their own terms and yeah. on their own time. Um, and yeah, it's, I mean, especially since adopting my position um, is something I've become a lot more aware of because I do uh, encounter people who are not out, um, okay. and they don't. They don't. They won't want. They don't want to um, necessarily come out just yet. Um, yeah. And it's really, really important that I am confidential, and 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 anyone else around them mm. is about it. Um, it's maybe something which me and Lara should probably talk about more, maybe campaign on. Yeah. Um, because it, it is an interesting. Because I think people are allies essentially, and 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 are very supportive but they don't realise that necessarily know the actions to take especially if someone is keeping it confidential Uh, you obviously from our perspective it's very much like you should be proud, you should be brave Mm. but it is sad that it's come to that point of some people are scared to admit it to themselves and although they can admit it at uni or in a social setting does that necessarily mean they'll be safe if they go back home and people have found out they've come out at uni because there is that contextual background of we've got a lot of international students we've got a lot of people who walk down the street and feel unsafe if they are wearing an ally top like you're wearing your ally top and I I complimented (laughs) Rowan's top it's lesbians for labour which I support fully on both sides but other political parties aren't available Um, so 
it is one of those things of you, it's the things you don't consider because yeah. you've, you've yeah. grown up quite privileged even though you have your own struggles and that doesn't take away from your struggles or deter from that but it's equally like wow I, I'm so unknowledgeable about this yeah I mean even as someone who is a member of the LGBT community I am only one of those like letters right yeah. I don't know what it's like even to be a gay, gay, gay man yeah. to be transgender and I think trying to be representative of all of those things like you have a lot to learn yeah 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 and then I think, Laura, we were, we were touching on before we came in, both of us, you wouldn't guess it because of our accent, but we're both <laughs> from Northern Ireland, which is very tense at the minute, I'd say, especially with the new legal position and the legal standing. And it is very, comparatively to the rest of the UK, to the rest of Western world, it is quite behind in its tracks. And there is very much this indoctrinated normality of, if you don't see it, you don't hear about it, let's ignore the topic. And I think, f- for me, I'm interested in how you... The positives and negatives of uni, really, coming from that closed-minded background. I mean, for me, a big part of coming to uni, I kind of, like, because I have struggled with internalised homophobia, so part mm. of, like, coming to uni, I kind of promised myself that I'd be more genuine as a person, yeah. which is why I've kind of been so open about my sexuality at uni, because I was like, I know it's it's much safer than, like, Died my secondary school. Yeah, yeah, because, like, there are kind of laws that, will protect you to some extent from like hate crimes and whatever mm. so yeah it was it was a big difference for me but like I am glad with how it's turned out so far like, yeah but, like like you were saying because the obviously same-sex marriage just got passed in Northern Ireland it was quite odd for me because it was the same day that I was hosting for the LGBT <laughs> position oh so that's it was, fabulous yeah it was quite nice but then the next day like you might have so, like saw some of this too. It's like everyone changing their profile to the darkest yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. And it just felt so odd because I was like, oh yeah, Northern Ireland's finally catching up. But then you just realise that there's still people who're like, no, we yeah. want like. And it's hard not to, although it's not a personal attack. It is part of your identity. Yeah. Um, and it's it's hard not to be a bit saddened by it. Obviously, yeah. everyone should be saddened by it. Um. And it is a struggle that people face every day. And then it's it's easy to come to uni and be unaware of it. And then you go back and you, you know you have to go back at Christmas. You know you have to be in that. Um, I'm just wondering, how did you feel growing up? Was your Were you in a supportive community? Did you find, do you find it more supportive here? Or do, do you even think um, that there shouldn't be that aspect of we need support type thing? Like, why, why is it so necessary? Um... So, growing up, I experienced bits of, like, casual homophobia, but um, mm. I'm actually bisexual, despite my lesbians for labour talk. Okay. Um, and I guess I had boyfriends and stuff at school, so it was sort of okay, <laughs> my upbringing. Isn't that... So, that I find that that's actually a point I want to discuss. Like, yeah. bisexuality, you are coined as someone who just is looking to have their cake and eat it type thing I mean, <laughs> everyone do you did I'm sure you've probably experienced it someone saying oh but it's okay because you'll get married and have children or like it's oh, okay because yeah, you'll yeah. marry a man yeah is that not so difficult not to get enraged by like I I think I I hear that and I'm just like are you serious I uh, yeah I think I think the hardest thing that is the hardest thing for like so I'm a bisexual woman who primarily dates other women I have a girlfriend at mm-hmm. the moment um and that's kind of one of the hardest bit I think of probably by phobia is the idea that you will settle with the other gen like the 
opposite gender. Opposite, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess it's a phase or um, whatever. Or I or sort of I think um, it's really great that we have this sort of like born this way narrative. Like you can't mm. change who you like are and. But I think in some ways, especially for older people, traditional people, yeah. that means that they can accept someone who's gay, um, but very find it very hard to accept bisexual people because they see it as that choice. So yes. I could choose to be a man, but I don't. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people say in my family might struggle with. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah, I suppose that is so... That's, that's the thing, it's that assumption that... Oh, we'll accept you for now as long as you fit into the mold later and yeah, yeah. it is trying to put everyone in this mold and it's, it's not right you wouldn't do it you wouldn't do it in any other like you're going to be a lawyer and I've chosen that career for you <laughs> so you have to do it like you're a girl you have to get in the yeah. kitchen like it's things like that and I am very aware we don't have a male voice on here that was completely through my fault but that's okay <laughs> but um they there is almost that dominant ideal that puts pressure on everyone to have this certain conformity. And I was just wondering, from both of your perspective, how do you cope whenever your identity is questioned? Like, is, is it a defensive thing? Is it, does it build up your confidence cause, or does it knock it down? Does it really make you question? I mean, it's kind of quite rough for me whenever because I still sometimes sit and question my identity, especially. And that's completely I'm, yeah. okay, yeah. And like, I go to Turkey and like people are saying things, and I'm like, I am always very defensive, which then makes me question, like, okay, I know I'm gay, like, mm-hmm. I have no doubts about that, but sometimes I sit there questioning, like, am I actually gay or have I just made myself believe that because I've. Right like fought so hard for my like parents acceptance and whatever that mm. it kind of makes me worry that I'm maybe not genuine which is quite daft because mm. like I don't really think you'd fight so well I know allies and all fight but like yeah. you wouldn't necessarily fight so hard if you genuinely didn't believe that yeah so it's because it, it, you wouldn't wrong. you wouldn't put yourself purposely in that position of yeah. honestly it is danger for some people and that's what you have to keep remembering and then from that point like obviously I know you're going to be doing a lot of campaigns within cuts that will reach a wider audience yeah. I just think from my perspective I ever want to take away from this is tips that you could give me as someone who isn't in necessarily in the community but really supports and wants to champion it like what type of how can we change our outset our language or like how can we support and aid yeah I think um Hmm. I have lots of thoughts on allyship and there's lots of different things um, you can do. Mm. I think ultimately being a good ally is accepting people for who they are, right. listening to them and their needs and what they that what they tell you they need mm-hmm. from you as an ally. I don't mean like going out of your way, but yeah. like if they tell you to use certain language, yeah. you know. Um, calling other people out is really important. Like if you're ever going to build a positive conversation, like culture in cuffs, positive conversation, you need to do need to have allies who are like hey this isn't okay that's yeah and i think Um, that's something i need to work on especially actually like yeah calling people out it is so hard to get yourself out of that like sometimes i go back from a night out and i'd be like oh i actually wasn't okay with such and such said this yeah yeah but in in the moment you're i'm scared so i imagine if that was someone who hasn't come out yet yeah and that's going to impact their future decision like that that does sometimes get to me I mean, I think we're all responsible for building a positive, like, culture and language. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think everyone should feel 
the absolute need to go and call out, you know, someone saying something over here, yeah. over there, especially if they're big and scary. And, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's not what I mean, but um, I guess just like calling it out when you can. Uh, another thing I, I guess I found quite interesting at Durham and university is I think people sometimes think um, good allyship is simply not being homophobic or um, sort of just being friends with LGBT people but I I mean I think good allyship is really listening to LGBT people and critically engaging um, with the community and and thinking about how your actions are impacting LGBT people but for example um, it's kind of I I guess it's kind of like a contentious one so all all LGBT people might, might agree with me um, but we have like LGBT nights, um, and I think LG- uh, straight allies are absolutely welcome there. Yeah. But there is a conversation to be had about how appropriate it is for large groups of straight people to come to those events. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes straight people at those events think it's okay to go as a group because they are good allies, mm. but don't think about how their presence there might be affecting because i've definitely heard people say like oh i'm just gonna go to the gay night because that means that no one's gonna hit me and i can dance safely like i'm like that's not the point like and it is it is that difficult cultural shift and i think as well i i'm definitely guilty of saying i'll go to the marches but they're not going because i'm like oh there'll be enough people but if you want to like there's all well and good doing individual changes which Mm. like i i know myself i want to work on but if, if there's structural change needed being there being present and yeah. it's what you say like don't be afraid of the conversation because I was saying to you Laura like I was a bit nervous because I felt god what do I, what do <laughs> I have to offer other than being really curious about how I can help and can bring that in is there anything you'd say I mean I feel like sometimes on a night out I guess whenever you're at a straight bar and you're like um, dancing with someone of the same like sex people like stare at you and there's been certain situations yeah. where like if you kiss or something they applaud um it's really odd it's so like, I mean it's like thanks for the support but at the same time it's just you feel so watched and so mm. vulnerable they're treating so, you as like different or other yeah and I think because they're being doing that in a positive way that's or they think like it's okay and you're just kind of like it's really not because then it also kind of feels like I don't know how to put it, but like sometimes it feels like fetishization because yeah. like they're just staring at you and like yeah. arguably at, during an intimate moment. So like it is like it's like I that like it's that that belief that as well. A lot of people yeah. would say, oh, it means more if two boys kiss and two girls kiss because two girls kissing is just two friends. It's like no, it means as much as it does to the individual. Mm-hmm. It's not something that you go oh yeah yeah go on I dare you it's like no not at all yeah, that's someone's yeah. sexuality that's no matter how you put it that is someone's identity and you can't really trample on that so, so to finish up I just want to reiterate Rowan you probably know more than Lara just <laughs> where to get help if people are struggling with this where how can they find you if they're cuths or even I know wide ecologists will have a similar system if, if there's anything you'd like to yeah, so um, if you're cuffs, if you just want to get involved, we've got an Instagram, I think it's LGBT Cuffs, and a Facebook page, which is called Cuffs LGBT. Uh, we also have a closed group on there if you don't want to like the page and you want to be 
private. Oh, brilliant. You can yeah. join the closed group and only you'll still be viewable by other members, but no one else can see that you're a member. Um, I am always reachable by DM if you can find me on Facebook, or whatever. But also um, my email, which is LGBT rep at cuss.com. I do drop in hours if people want that. Um, yeah, that's sort of like cussy things. Other than that, if you don't want to talk just to me, um, you can talk to Calf's Welfare. Um, our welfare officers are amazing. Um, you can talk to Lara if you don't want to talk to me. I, I, don't, I don't mind. Yeah. Um, Lara is reachable through DMs and stuff yeah. like that. Um, apart from that, if you don't want to go through Cuffs, because some people don't, yeah. we have an LGBT association at Durham, which is brilliant. They have a welfare officer. Um, and also there's obviously all the rest of the peer support counselling mm. services at Durham Uni itself. And I'm happy to sign posts if people don't ever want to talk to yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and I'm also very aware there'll be a lot of people listening from home um your uni will have similar aspects of this especially with their student union there's a lot of online resources and especially to parents read up read up read up <laughs> and support your kids so thank you very much ladies for coming I really really appreciate it I know it's quite like it is quite a touchy subject some people don't really like reaching it so I just want to say thank you from me personally <laughs> and you've Thanks been an absolute thank blessing you. Purple Radio Podcasts. Thanks for downloading this Purple Radio Podcast. For more great content and to listen live, head to purpleradio.co.uk.